snake, yeah. Do you? I bring my snake around a lot. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> No amazing. matter where I go. So is Michael what you go by or you just go by Mike? Uh, I go by Mike. Okay, well, nice to meet you, Mike. I'm Patrick. Right, okay, nice to meet you too, Patrick. Nice I... to actually getting to know more people every day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I like networking. You seem to like networking just fine as well. Um, I do this YouTube channel. I'll review anything where I do satirical sometimes and more serious reviews depending on whatever it is that I'm kind of feeling like doing at the time. Honestly, the brand is pretty expansive. So I'm building that up and you're building up a new, uh, a new record label. RUG Revolution Underground started officially about early this year mm -hmm. when by a guy named Will, also known in the music first music video we ever posted, the waifu music video, also known as Secker. Mm -hmm. He is the official owner of Revolution Underground. And how I got into this was about three or four months ago, I was talking with Alexin, which was one of the artists I was doing artist management for. Um, and he said, hey, we want to start our own label. And um, they got me in touch with Will and I got in touch with every single person in the group. And due to the previous knowledge I used to have in the past, um, they managed to bring me up to speed with what their goals were. Yeah. And I said, hey, we got to put a channel up. We got to do everything. We need to make an official release. And then we set the date, set the time and everyone stuck to it you know and this is something that we're yeah. seeing more and more honestly young people starting their own record label for alternative hip-hop yeah alternative hip-hop or generally just the alternative genre is actually growing in the past um 12 to 13 months specifically with the whole um e-girl slash e-boy theme that's hitting up on tiktok back oh. in the day or it, it still is and that's where the alternative genre actually blew up or the the new alternative genre um there the, the alternative genre has already been there for a while like lil peep was also a form of um lil peep was also a artist in the alternative genre oh absolutely and yeah so it, it has been there for a long time Red Hot Chili Peppers were also um, alternative rock, but they're in a rock style. Nirvana was also rock and stuff like that. So it, yeah, it, would, the genre say, is there. I would definitely say that more than Red Hot Chili Peppers, Nirvana, taking into account that Nirvana were a, started out as a garage band in Seattle. Uh, yeah, so... I, be I believe Red Hot Chili Peppers started out in California, didn't they? Yeah, they did, and... We, we could just name a few alternative music artists and Nirvana, Talking Heads, Radiohead, Sonic Youth, Pearl Jam, uh, Pearl Jam if I'm not wrong. Yeah, um, U2. These guys did the alternative, quote, rock part. But the whole alternative hip hop scene started around 2016, 2017, where Little, Little Peep and stuff like that, even earlier than that. It started bringing up this genre wasn't listened to a lot was listened to only a specific group of people but yeah. where it's booming up was when um this whole e-boy gothic style alter alternative girls alternative boy style started coming up and um that's where the genre of the music started growing 
you did you work in this back then or were you with another company at the time um when i was i was working with another company at the time and it's a very very big company and i think every single person in the world would know this company um i wasn't officially within the group which although i do have a badge for and i did work for the artists i was working with universal music Mm -hmm. are specifically in their def jam department which is their sub label for hip-hop and rap specifically worked with artists in southeast asia and um did a few concerts and did a few tours and also got to be involved with the asap rocky tour and a whole bunch of people in the def jam environment what kind of stuff did you do there um mainly i started off as a photographer which is very very down at the bottom there and um I started getting interested into the managers and I started asking them questions like, hey, how do you guys do this? How do you guys do that? What is involved in it? It's just my, I was 16 at the time. So you have to understand like my curious 16 year old brain wanted to get to know more about what they did. And I met one very cool person who's my best friend. Um, She still is, even though we haven't talked in a year in a funny way. Um, Mm. Her name is Pinky she is an artist manager so every event she would invite me and say hey help me out come i'll show you how to do it and then that's when i started getting involved in the artist management scene so talent management and that's where i got all a few famous artists to sit and work with like in thailand khan titanium um the boy way the titanium band in general back Mm. in thailand then last year i was working with asap rocky for his asia tour which was in singapore thailand and hong kong mm-hmm. and um also worked with the weekend in late 2018 so those were my biggest achievements that i've had to say where i started learning how to work in the industry and how everything works so and, why change um the reason for the change to leave, you mean, or well, universal? You, you or... Started, well, you started this uh, Revolution Underground group. So what was what was the idea of why? Why did you go from working with ASAP Rocky and The Weeknd to uh, helping alternative lo-fi hip-hop groups? Well, the reason for that is um, there's multiple reasons for that, but to name just two of the reasons and two of the main reasons that why I actually changed was one when I was working with ASAP Rocky and all these other artists who I wasn't their main manager I was more or less their assistant or the assistant manager or the assistant of the assistant of the assistant of the manager so I was not really up to that top par that I wanted to be and in the industry it's a word of mouth industry I've had grown this word of mouth industry um, word of mouth text to the point where I said look I have the reputation for it I'm not just gonna sit two or three levels below where I want to be I'd rather grow up to it and man up to it so instead of getting all the documents handed down to me when I saw the opportunity that I could work with these boys in the Revolution Underground team I said they are boys who are not normal from other 
um, age group of 15 to 19, they're not normal people to just sit around and just make music all day. These boys have goals. I mean, everyone who's in the music industry actually has the goal to become famous one day. And yeah. that's not that's not a secret. But what I see in these boys is that they are more determined than most of the people I talk to. And since I was able to get to know them even more and deeper and deeper day by day, I saw how serious they were. And I didn't want anyone else to take advantage of them because in the music industry, it's like a slaughterhouse where um, artist managers who sees these type of talents will take advantage of the people very fast. Mm-hmm. And they're not very transparent when it comes to telling them what they want and what their main intentions are. And that's why I said I'd rather not let them run through this risk and fall into that um, hole, let's call it, where they're going to be stuck with a situation where the artist manager is going to take advantage of them, like how Blackpink's manager scammed them off millions and millions of dollars, and how Lil Peep is now, even though after his passing, still having problems with contract where... He's not even allowed. His parents aren't even allowed to release um, music that he's made, yeah, because of the contract issue. So I don't want the boys to go through that, especially when they're still vulnerable in the new career they're heading into. It's it's like a mother bird or t- yeah, mother bird taking care of their little baby birds. Before we, I let them fly, I'd rather let them know how it's supposed to be done right. And what risk there are in the beginning and what risk there will be in the future and in a way I'm prepping these boys up and I'm always willing to prep new artists in the industry your new your new video that you've done with RUG it's very very lo-fi compressed what what was the idea coming into making something like this and saying look we're going to make this very uh, cheap, uh, compressed video instead of blowing it up and making, you know, y- your effects even that you use are these very uh, cheesy uh, MS Paint type effects that you've got all over this thing. And it looks great, but it looks like it looks compressed and like like an older video. What was the decision going behind making that? decision behind going making that is still on my side still not a hundred percent clear but um you also have to keep in mind that the the individuals who filmed the film and the person who edited the film was small content creators who were willing to help the editor himself was alexon the stinger of Mm -hmm. the music video so one of the singers in the song he edited the videos and props to him that he managed to get it edited within a week he did all of this um, in a week he did all of this in a week so that's when i when i see in this i'm actually saying wow like the 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 time and effort he spent onto this into making the music video itself is is an amazing job for an amateur for an amateur work yeah this is pretty damn good yeah and i i would imagine that if um alexson would sit per se, 
four or five weeks into refining everything and going through every frame and everything, it would be a mega job. And when I say a mega job, I mean, it is worthy for actually getting an award. I mean, it is still, but it would be still an award for amateur music awards, which is a thing actually. And since the label itself and the artist himself, they, they are in the nicest way, they are there and they are trying to grow. This is for them already a very good job. Mm -hmm. And I mean, for myself, I'm also really proud of the boys that they've gotten this far. For something like this to be an amateur work, yeah, this is very good. This is on quality. This is on par in quality with a lot of things that I've seen that are coming out of this scene, this alternative hip-hop lo-fi scene. Uh, from what I've been keeping up with, this is this is really on par with that, if not a little bit above it. And, and I agree with you as... For the majority of this song, um, I've actually sat about 90% away from it. I have not, I've, I've heard the song, I've heard the demo, I've heard a lot of the stuff, mm -hmm. but into the deep behind the scenes, I have not seen much. I see. Um, even though that I see how Alex edits the video, and if you see the artworks that you said MS Paint kind of style, those yeah. are hand-drawn MS Paint kind of stuff. Oh yeah, so yeah, you can tell it's hand-drawn. It's animated. He, yeah, he he didn't he did just get that animation from Google or anything. No, he no, actually no. Actually, physically drew all these, and he could make a perfect circle. There are ways in Adobe After Effects and Premiere Pro to make perfect circles, but he didn't choose to do that. He chose to draw it by hand so that yeah. it has that authenticity into it and yeah this I is about it well this is that's a very common trope i'm seeing in a lot of uh alternative hip-hop music videos these hand-drawn animated in i'm not sure what software people are using to do that but it, i do love it it's a nice effect yeah and it's 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 after effects and premiere pro that's what i can tell you i can expose it... that right now it's just After Effects and Premiere Pro. It's nothing special needed. The, uh, for, in particular, I can tell that a lot of it is Premiere. I feel like a lot of this for the effects, the, the filter, the grain filter that they have over the entire video. I'm looking at that and I'm, I'm seeing it repeating. So I, I'm pretty sure that that's just, I'm not sure where they got that, but it looks like it's overlaid in Premiere Pro, maybe with, maybe set to overlay or multiply. Yeah, I have a feeling that's done there too. And I saw it. I saw the final bits of the edit, and um, there, there was an overlay of a filter. And I, I, I would agree with you on that point. Yeah, you said that you stayed away from the editing, though. How much? Uh, how much did you actually have to do with the production of this new song? The production of this new song, I would have to say, I'd stay really far away. Um, I gave them tips and I've heard the demos and I've said, hey, this looks nice. This sounds um, a bit funny. Um, even even in the so even for this song and even for other songs, um, I would actually listen into when they're producing their own stuff because I, I want to get involved and I want to make sure that they're not making mistakes. And I send them the, the demos to some of my friends in Universal without telling them. Yeah. <laughs> Because if I tell them, then they would they would work extra hard, which is which which beats the purpose. Yeah, absolutely. You know, 
when you as the manager, you want to make sure that you get raw input from both sides. So I sent it to Universal, to some of my friends in there, just to let them have a listen. They gave me comments on it, and then their comments were professional grade. And when you're looking into amateur artists and you get a professional grade comment, it's not really worth it to tell them mm -hmm. because it's they're not there yet. They, they need more of a basic um, rule that they have to work with. Cause they have to grow their roots. Yeah, and just to smack them in the face with an industrial grade work or report is like, no, you just don't do that. Specifically as, your, as their manager, you keep that to yourself. And I keep a mental note of those comments to myself mm. to make sure that when they reach that point, I have the right things to say. True. So as the manager, what are you looking forward to uh, with this project? So this project is their first very their first project for Revolution Underground. And it, it's more or less our collaboration project to introduce the artists or some of the artists into the label, which is um, Skirmish, also known as Cole. Zekker, also known as Will, and Alexin, also known as Bill. So it's their first time to show themselves onto the label. Uh, we are also currently working on a second project, which is linking up with another record label. Mm -hmm. And that one, we have higher expectations from it because the label we're working with, which I will, for management reasons, keep it disclosed for a while. Um, we we have goals because the labels we work with is already hitting their high points of two million listens and stuff like that so they're already there yeah and i brought this label to them because i said boys if you guys are really dedicated to it i have an opportunity and they have not turned down that opportunity and i'm really proud that they're working much more of a team together and not just everyone doing their own work it's team works together and to see that in the group and to see how they flow they need to learn that workflow between each other even though they're friends my goal is to make sure that they know their workflow they know who has a strong point in what who has a weak point in what and know how to adapt with each other specifically for a project this big well for their age group uh are you seeing are you expecting anything from uh maybe their family is getting in the way of contracts and that type of thing? Well, I'm not going to lie. Um, I still haven't got my official um, artist uh, uh, artist management contract back yet. Okay. Because their parents got in the way. But, I, you know, why, why should I be afraid of that? The only people who should be afraid of it is people who want to take advantage of them. Well, it's very common in alternative hip-hop. Yeah, that, like... Um, their parents want to get in the way to make sure that the contract is right, you yeah. know, that there's nothing wrong. And they're under the age of 18. In the end of the day, I will have to get their parents involved. Yeah. So um, it's pretty smart that their parents caught on it really fast and they said, hey, we're going to get lawyers to review it. I said, go ahead. If you want to make changes to it, make changes to it. Yeah. But I just pretty much made a normal contract with them saying, yeah, um, this is how much I'll be getting paid, the amount of percentage, 
how the contract can be terminated, how long the period is, and what the regulations are into that, and what jurisdiction we'll be working in. It's it's open, it's clear, and once the contracts are signed, as all contracts are supposed to be, it will be put in a public domain, meaning that if anyone requests to see the contract, they have the right to see it. Yeah. So that there is no issues that will come up to us in the future because it's signed and I actually have the contract with me on my table and I'm just waiting on their end to sign it. So where do you see this project going in the next couple of years? If everything is going with the workflow we're working right now, I have high hopes and high potential for these boys. They're not your average hip hop or alternative boys who just want to try it out. They are dedicated boys. They are boys who has a goal into where they want to be. And they've dedicated a lot of time and money included into this. Are you going to be grabbing so, more artists? Oh uh, yeah, we are. Um, I'm contacting artists every day. We're getting emails every day. So ever since the website went live, we've been getting submissions and requests for artist management. And I run it by the owner of RUG so that he also sees that, okay, why am I picking this person? Because it's in the end of the day, it's not my decision to take artists in. It's the group's decision. Because once you're in RUG, you're practically like family to us and we'll treat everyone the same way. And um, we, we're pretty much like peop, uh, families with seven children, if yeah. you know what I mean. So are you, working in, are you working internationally? I'm working internationally. So the boys are in the United Kingdom and I'm in Germany. So you can already tell how international it gets. And yeah. we are also getting in contact with people in Albania who is doing also some sort of underground stuff. Are you and going to be getting into the, uh, well, are you going to be touching base with the California uh, alternative hip hop groups? I mean, I would love to get in touch with these guys, but my contacts in the US is not as strong as my contacts in Asia and or Europe. I see. So if, if there is an opportunity where an artist in the alternative genre who wants to join us or somehow collaborate, I would have to look into that, run it by the boys, well, run it by the owner specifically, and um, see if he says yes to it but i before i even hand it in to him i would do the research necessary before i even hand it to him i don't a want him to work too hard absolutely <laughs> i was mainly just thinking that if you're working internationally you're probably going to be grabbing people from whichever part of the world that you can but with and this wouldn't have been a thing that you could have done in for instance the 60s with the internet nowadays you can have a record label that is international and as long as you're willing to put in the footwork then you can have artists all over the world exactly and the harder you work and the more effort you put in um the terminology that i always use is the hamburger terminology um you, the record label itself the name the logo is the bun of the burger and the artist and the work and everything else is the patty and the vegetables and all that other stuff in there. So we don't just want to hand the clients or the artists or the future 
um, listeners just the bun. Mm. We want to hand them the bun, the patty, the onion, the pickles, everything they need in their burger. Speaking so of handing, pe- speaking of handing people this burger, what what ways are you looking about uh, delivering music to people? Um, we we're currently getting in in touch with my old colleagues in Universal, and um, they are also willing to help out with the publishing, but they want to hear the work first. And as a lot of people who might be listening to this. Everyone who does this before knows how difficult it is to touch bases with Universal, Warner, and Sony. They're the three biggest music distribution slash publishing slash management group in the world. So no matter where you go, even on YouTube, when you put something that's DMCA related, it gets pinged by them. Yeah, it does. And to get in touch with them is like, you got to hit the bullseye even miss it by a inch or by a centimeter it, you, you lost it yeah i got and i got dmca'd by sony last week so i i'm right there i'm right there i understand completely so um what what i do is i contact my group and say hey this is the demo have a listen to it he sends it back to me and says okay submit it to the official umg demo and wait four to six weeks or six to 12 weeks. And I know when I do that, it will get linked to their A&R team. And since the people who knows me, they would recognize that, okay, I'm not bringing in just random artists. I'm actually wanting them to have a listen and actually try to see if they can do something with it. And before I even go through that, like yesterday when I sent out the email, I made sure to make phone calls and I had 20 minute, 30 minute phone calls with one of the A&R and I said, look, we got something here for you. And um, I explained to them the whole situation. I explained to them how I'm willing to stand back to vouch for them that these guys aren't just fooling around, like how the 95% of people they send in, they get um, demos from. and. In a way, I convinced them, so I managed to get the emails and I said, yeah, send it. This is how you should lay your subject field. And if you know how to lay the subject field within the labels, they know that you're not messing around and they know it's someone from the industry or someone who used to work with them who knows how they work. And then they will have a look into it. So how are you looking to turn a profit on this? What's your... Uh, what's your end game as far as uh, moving forward and then uh, making substantial income to keep bringing on artists and that type of thing? Um, to bring bringing a profit financially for us is not our main concern at mm-hmm. this point because we're still new. Our main concern is audience, and we do this by using publishing groups like Spin Up or. Deezer or even Universal's own um, distribution area, which um, some individuals like myself have access to. And we put it in there to let them get noticed. And when I have a look at people who um, review these songs, I, I see who is watching it. For example, the song Waifu, that the music video got released today, 
the original song got released two days ago mm-hmm. and it's hitting records in our entire stream four days 7.5k listens mm. and that is the highest for alexin um in a short span of time the highest for zecker in a short span of time and also for cole a short span of time so we have all these people who sees this potential and i can tell that a lot of it came either from these distribution groups and a few of them even came from people i contacted who i created a short link for myself to see how many people have engaged into it and 3.8000 people clicked on my link that i ah. shared to these guys in umg already shows a sign that Yeah, if we submit this song they're going to be interested. Yeah, it's making the rounds already before you even put in the paperwork. Exactly. So I'm happy that this is for them and they're going to be listening to this and they're actually going to realize where it came from, but um they didn't know that I submitted to Universal before they even submitted it officially. Oh, do you mean so that they're going to be listening to this as in this yeah. recording? <laughs> yeah, so Well, I, I suppose... could already tell them. I could give them the exact number right now, as of. Hello, hello, Zecker. Hello, Alexon. Uh, hello, Skirmish. Uh, you're on. Well, you're not. But why don't you come on? I'll discuss anything, and we can talk about the other side of this. And you can give. Uh, you can give this guy the big stink about sending <laughs> sending your music to Universal without your knowledge. In the past four days of submitting Waifu. On to my local private chat with Universal Group. It had five thousand, three clicks onto the Spotify pages. Hmm. So that's something for these guys to actually be excited about. So are these guys so, doing this as as a group? Do they have a name for the group? Because right now I see <coughs> Skirmish, Alex, and Zecker, but I don't. They're all individual artists. Yeah. But if you want to say a group, we are a group of REG. Okay, so if this was going to be, if I was looking this up on Spotify, it'd be RUG. No, if you'd look be looking this up on Spotify, you'd be looking up their individual artist name. Okay, and would it be on every single one of them? Yes. Okay. Because how Spotify algorithm does is, if you put a feature of an artist, mm-hmm. if you go to their artist profile, it shows also featured in section, and it shows yes. up on their profile too, and. The whoever uploaded first, in this case, I don't know who uploaded the song first. Um, it would show up on their profile as newest release. Mm-hmm. But um, if I'm not wrong, it shows up as newest release on all their profiles because they all didn't put in as a feature. They all put it in as they were the main artist. It's not a featuring with someone else. I see. So is this is that your is that the big pull nowadays in? The music industry are you looking more towards Spotify instead of iTunes or other uh, other specific digital media? Well, we do look into Apple Music and to iTunes as well as um, SoundCloud, etc. SoundCloud is a place for new artists to put on their stuff. Yeah, and, I, I um, have I have a SoundCloud, so I I know that part. Uh, the song La La La, if you know, um, that came out last year. Mm-hmm was officially from SoundCloud and someone in Universal actually no correction someone from Sony heard it 
and an artist that worked with Sony got in touch with them and they said, let's make this a hit. And that's how that song got popular. So SoundCloud is also a very important tool. Oh, I see. Um, the reason why we look more onto Spotify is because the audience base on Spotify is larger than any other music per, um, online music streaming services like Amazon Music, Apple Music. Spotify is up there. They are number one, followed by Apple Music, then Amazon Music. So if Spotify has a higher number count, that's more important than the number counts of um, Apple Music and Amazon Music combined. Are you going to be looking into making physical releases as well? Uh, yes, we will be. Um, we It will take a while for us. Um, but we had a talk today in the meeting. We have a daily, roughly a daily meeting. Mm -hmm. It's like we talk five minutes about work and then the rest of it is just casually getting to ask how each other's day we're going, what we have to do and stuff like that. Um, they were talking about, I just dropped my Coca-Cola. <laughs> um, so I should not open this bottle now because no, 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 you should face. not. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, we talked about making a DVD or a CD, an album coming out. And yeah. A but DVD, a DVD. I haven't heard of somebody releasing a DVD of a music video in quite a, a long time. Is that still a thing that people do? That's a twist, you know. That we know that that's not a trend. Then, yeah, I mean, I, if it, if the if a DVD came out of a song that I loved, I would buy it. Don't get me wrong. You know, like exactly, if it was the music and, video, I'd buy it. And, and exactly, and I think this is what we're the direction we're heading to. We don't want to be normal and send it out we, on USB flash way. drives. Yeah, um, Just... I would. I mean, to be fair. My screen just disappeared. To be fair, yeah, um, I was idle on my computer. To be fair, in a way, artists we work with should have the mindset that we're going to break normal trends. Yeah. We're going to beat it. We're not going to let these normal trends, what artists are doing these days, are going to change us. We, we are going to follow it. But we're going to make our own twist to it. Yeah, that's Things the alternative that label. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay, DVDs and CDs are no longer a trend. Mm -hmm. Let's bring that back. You know, like, let's, let's show it. We got to show it. You know, like, it still exists. Yeah. It's not dead. Me, for a fact, I have 66 vinyls to date. Yeah. Of, like, the latest songs. I collect vinyls and vinyls are at the soul of music. It's it's a thing and not many people do that anymore. And if we can bring that back into trend, we we hit the jackpot. But it's timing and research that's most important. I think I'd agree. Well, uh, do you have anything else that you'd like to talk about? I mean, I don't have anything else much to talk about, but I have something to say for people who are willing to start in the music industry. I was going to ask, if you don't have anything else you'd like to talk about, do you have anything you'd like to plug or anything you'd like to say? For anyone who is starting in the music industry, don't be afraid to show who you are. Don't follow the trends. Be your own trend. Be yourself. Because the moment you change who you are and change your trend to fit in, 
or what we call fit in, you're just going to be like every other person out there. If one, if everyone in the world is wearing black shirt, black pants, black shoes, and you do the same thing, you're not going to make much of a difference between these other people. But if you walk around with a pink shirt, neon green pants, and white shoes with neon pink stripes on them, mm-hmm. people are going to look at you. And that's the same in the music industry. You got to be different. You can't be the same. Well said. Well, thank you for coming on the show, Mike. Yeah, thank you for having me. And it was a very short notice, too. Yeah, well, nope, nope. You are absolutely welcome. You're welcome on here anytime. I mean, if if we do have anything else and the artist wants to get involved and know their story, your viewers got to tell us, and I'm telling your side now, if they want to hear the stories of the artists that I was happy to work with, and I'm happy to work with, and they're happy to work with me. Leave a like button, hit that red button down there, and be sure to press the bell button to make sure that the latest updates come on. You never know; maybe they're up here. True. I'm true. doing your adwords for you. Yeah, you're doing my you're doing my ad reads for me. Thank you very much. I don't have to no do problem. that at the end anymore. I, you know what? I'm going to hire you to do that from now on. You can just you can just do that. Well, uh, I, could, I don't mind doing that. Do you actually mind if I use, uh, since I usually make my own background to go with this, um, I've been watching the the waifu video this whole time while we've, I've just been going back to the beginning, just pressing zero and going back to the beginning and uh, looping it. Would you mind if I use that in the background as the, as the visual for this interview? Yeah, I don't mind if you use it. I can even send you our silent trailer for it. It's a 10 second trailer if you go onto our channel if you're not subscribed to it that silent trailer i can be more than happy to send it to you okay well that'd be great thanks man yeah thank you well it was wonderful talking to you it was really nice talking to you too yeah and i hope you have a great day i hope you have a great day too i'll talk to you later talk to you later Bye bye